We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's Post Game Show. I'm Danny Brings, Brandon Sprague, and we're brought to you by Direct TV. <laughs> yes. Uh, right. Thanks, thanks, Wayne. Thanks, Garth. You like that? Oh, I don't know uh, who's bigger sellout tonight, me or the Blazers? I think you still got it. I think <laughs> I think you still take the crown. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. Um, it's a cocktail night, boys. Oh, it's yeah. a cocktail night. Uh, listen, if you have your adult beverage of your choice, uh, number one, if you are a brewery or a distillery and you would like to sponsor the show, I will also I will also shill out for you. Um, this glass could be you. <laughs> can have a giant label on it. It could be right. all yours. Um, it'd be really fun to be able to put a label on this team right now. I think there is a label. What's that label? Um... Uh, inconsistent need to make a move team like ah weird i could have i could have drawn that one up four years ago (laughs) could have drawn that up four years ago three years ago two years ago a year ago oh man i I know there's a lot to get to with this specific game but yeah in all honesty do you do not think there's a label for this team because that that's mine and i i don't think if they beat indiana and the lakers which i i'm not going to be shocked that they do that uh, that's not going to change that opinion for me so i want to say no because I, I have been adamant about giving them 20 games well yeah i i, I think i'm separating two things okay here. And like because here's the thing is like i think chauncey for the most part has been okay like I, I haven't really had any gripes. I think tonight was probably the first real like, mm, yeah, about those like rotations, Chance. Yeah, about those rotations, particularly when uh, Ant was on an absolute heater, and you can't score. But we'll talk about that uh, as we keep going. Um, <laughs> Musa says Dame's one hundred percent hurt. He was grimacing in pain the entire game. Uh, okay, I ask again: Are we still not worried just a little bit from James? Um, I think the general consensus is I, I asked how people were feeling and my uh, my tweets went a little nuts because I don't think I was tweeting much tonight. So um, they said, oh, Danny's alive. Let's go ahead and check and see what he's saying. Wait, what's going on? Um, <laughs> should, should I get into these first before we kind of dig into the game? Sure. Yeah, I, I just actually went through them real quick before we went live. And uh, 
You know, they were great. I, I really enjoyed reading all of them. We <laughs> just have, just have another drink every time. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh. It, it basically, it was me and the Alec Baldwin gif of the never-ending pour as I read it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Just like... Derek Edwards, uh, they just aren't very good. I don't think this is a playoff team as constructed. I don't know if I'm, I'm there. not ready to go there. I, know, see, I'm I, not, I don't know if I'm there yet, but they I, I get people Warriors. who are. They look like the Warriors play-in team last year. Like they're technically a playoff team, but if I, if they lost in the play-in round, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, uh, at least right now. Yeah, no, right now, and there's a whole lot of season left. But I also, and then people will kill me for saying this. You know what tonight was, Brandon? Basically, ten percent of the season is is done. Oh God! I'm just to kind of put it in perspective. I'm just saying. Am, am I wrong? Correct. But that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. all, like, just chunks of games go by quick. Yes, it's 82 games. Yes, it's a long season. But when they start, and the thing is, the Blazers haven't had a ton of compacted games. They've had, up until this trip, they didn't have back to backs. They didn't have, you know, they, they had a little bit of space. Mm-hmm. They are going to get compressed here very quickly, and eight games is going to turn into 15, 20 games very, 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 very quickly. That is, um, that's what's always been funny to me is, you know, and we both can relate to this. Like, we love the NBA. We love mm-hmm. basketball, as do the listeners, obviously. But uh, that's what's always been funny to me working in sports radio is football is king. And you get a lot of those people are like, wake me when it's Christmas. And my thought has always been, man, like, there's so many games that get played before Christmas. There's that 35 when, games played before Christmas, guys. <laughs> and when you pay attention, you can't be all pissed off in February like, why aren't they better? It's like, you didn't pay attention before Christmas. Where were you on that one there, Bob? Yeah, we, we've all kind of seen this one coming. Um, right. Just welcome everybody in here. Uh, first couple minutes, we usually just kind of hang out. Um, this one, I think, is as Brandon said, this is a pour a stiff drink kind of game. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe <laughs> to the show. <laughs> the big stiffy episode. It's the big stiffy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a tough one, man. Um, but yeah, if you haven't already, please subscribe here on YouTube. You can find us uh, wherever you find podcasts. Uh, Jacked, Ramsey's like, rate, review, subscribe. This is going to be some commiseration. We'll, we'll, we'll dig into some specifics on some guys, uh, particularly at the top of the roster. The starting lineup continues to be a dumpster fire outside of Norman Powell. Um, Cov did have a slight redemption game, um, but I mean the I bar was so the yeah, the bar was yeah. so low. It's kind of like eh. let's get through a few more of these. Nibble, I'm with this. Uh, I'm with this, Mister Little, because our other Mister Little only played 11 minutes. WTF is up with that, Danny. Help me understand. We will talk about that with the bench unit. Uh, Stephen Cray, oof, level maximum. Uh, somebody, yeah. John Reed said they, they were missing my tweets during the game. That's that's a lie. That's my burner. Um, Coach You're Nick. tweeting yourself. Where, <laughs> Coach, where are you? <laughs> Coach Nick. Ant was also benched while keeping them in the game. He was the entire offense that came out. We had difficulty scoring it. He closed but didn't touch the ball. You and I talked about that with that four-card lineup about where he falls in that pecking order. This is going to be an issue, and for anybody who didn't already, the mailbag podcast we dropped last night into this morning was up on Blazers Edge. Uh, the title of it was "How Can the Blazers Get Anthony Simons Basically on the Floor?" Like that's yeah. We spent a ton of time figuring out where he slots in, what he means to the future. Um, it's kind of crazy to talk about that without playing eight games yet, but it's become pretty bleeping evident that yeah. he's that dude. I, I had Danny. I had a guy. I, I forgot who I was tweeting. But I, I had a tweet a couple days ago, and I had a guy respond like, what? You're ready to deal CJ for Ant? We haven't seen enough to go that direction. And I just basically said, uh, yeah, I. they've lost four last five years in the first round. I think you can te- – like, 
in the NBA, you can see it with certain guys. You can there's just a look of it's a just, player that switch flips and it's right. And you're taken off. Yeah. And that's what I, that's basically what I said. I said, I don't need to be loyal to this roster. They've disappointed. Yeah. Like, I want to change things. And he went from, like, kind of attacking to, I understand. And it's just, <laughs> it was that easy. And uh, I just, I, I know we'll dive into it. But it's just interesting to see that kind of feedback. Uh, Pat Gamble says, feeling not so good trying to stay hopeful. Rose the Great embarrassed. Uh, Wayne Hughes, oh, it's early, oh, it's early. Maybe keep seeing the same issues that came up last year in the playoffs coming back. It may be early, but it's beginning to be not too early to worry. Uh, D. Wentz, Nurk is a glaring weakness who can't play 30 minutes. Small guards and dames rough shooting is one thing, but Nurk has continued to show he's unable to be consistent. That's extremely hard to deal with when your power forward is like 6'7", 215. I'd start Zeller. Uh, it sucks. You do that. You do that, and you're gonna have to trade him. Oh, that, I, I that's just... un- unquestionably that that's that's Denver Nurk all over again. Yeah, he he will he will go full on out of it. He's he's you'll lose him if you do that. By the way, uh, John Clan, look on the bright side. Dame's three of twelve from deep actually brings up his average this season. <laughs> uh, I like that. Well, um, I I didn't see who Nibble was responding to, um, but um. T. Little uh, at 0608. Uh, Harold Little, relation to Nasir Little, just has two angry face emojis. Oh, that's somebody related to Nas. That's Nas's dad. I, I mean, look, I, I don't even... I'll have to go look at the box score. You only played 11 was, minutes. Uh, well, I knew he played... A, I, I was going to say, I don't know what he finished stat-wise, but if you told me, like, hey, his minutes, I would have said for sure it was sub-13 minutes. He had 11 minutes, he was 0 for 1, and he had two blocks. Th- this was... I think this is fair. Like, we're doing the 20-game thing with Chance. I thought tonight he had a really bad night. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? 
you won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, this I would say coaching-wise, this was a bad night. And it has nothing to do with he didn't have his guys ready. I, I've never subscribed to the belief that Terry needed to have his guys ready, the professionals. Da, da, da. I, I don't think that's your job necessarily to have guys in a right state of mind. They, they should be there. I agree with that. Like, show up. They're getting paychecks. These are adults. This is a business. Like, we're beyond uh, – This is that's middle school. It's a stuff. culture that's thing. And if you're going to you're gonna champion culture, yeah, the right mindset comes with that. So right. the fact that they didn't really bring it tonight, I think that's more on Dane, more on CJ, more on mm-hmm. Nurk, more on more on the leaders of this team than it is on Chauncey. And again, th- this is this is not me saying Chauncey was bad in, in, in that respect. I don't think that falls on him. But rotation wise, I thought he was scrambling a little too much, a little too quick on the trigger. Which we're gonna sit here and armchair analyze this stuff, whether it's Terry, whether it's Chauncey, I don't care who it is. Um, he doesn't have the benefit of the doubt. And that's kind of how this is going to go, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin says, one, CJ Iso needs to stop. Two, I won't shed a single tear if Nurk is traded at the deadline. Listen, I, I don't, you know, screw it. Let's get into Nurk. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to some of these. Um, <laughs> the headline that I have for Yusuf Nurkic tonight, Brandon, Yusuf Nurkic, what is my purpose? <laughs> that's an interesting headline. <laughs> I mean, Six points, nine boards, two assists, three of seven. How mine the is, hell have you gotten played off the floor in back-to-back nights? Mine is Nurk Fever cools down. Um, Nurk Fever cured. Yeah, Nurk Fever cured. Jared Allen destroyed that man tonight. I mean, he destroyed the whole team, but like he especially destroyed Yusuf mm. Nurkic. He, he, that was a crime. I thought about calling the cops in Cleveland on what Jared Allen was Did doing. Did you see the drop step he had on him early on? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Did you see Larry Nance on a pass? Yeah, let's let's talk about that real quick cuz that kind of shapes the the narrative I think of where the team is right now. Um one of the things that you and I talked about with Justin when they brought Larry Nance Jr. over in the trade was that Nance doesn't take any BS. He does not uh, delay when things need to be said. Uh, and Nance chewed Yusuf Nurkic out uh, for not finishing a cut, for not having his hands up, for giving up on the play. And he gave him the business, and Nurk just stared straight ahead and trotted back up the court. Yep. That's, that's a tough look, man. Right? I mean, to not respond at all. I think that's kind of his personality type in those situations. But right? he likes to get coached, Brandon. He likes guys to be rough with him, to tell him straight up. Yeah, he likes it so much that when they got bounced, he decided to bitch and moan about what his role is and whether he wanted to come back. Like, I, I just, I'm tired of hearing that. That's not how this dude operates. We know that. Uh, Terry had, remember that Terry moment? I think it might have been last year. The Nets All game this is, when he yanked him? But do you remember, like, he, like, went at him? Oh, he chewed his ass out. And you don't, you didn't see Terry do that often. No. Like he's a player's coach and he was like, what are you doing? Yeah. He didn't finish that game. He did not finish that game. And I think it kind of set up the rest of the year for Nurkic and he went into the tank. Like I, I have heard, I've heard this like, Oh, he, he wants to be coached. Yeah. Okay. But he's not responding to being coached. He's not responding to guys telling him on the floor, finish the cut. Like I gave you a good clean bounce pass. You could have got an easy dunk or layup. 
and you kind of just stopped in the past went out of bounds like he's not responding to that he bitched about the previous way of being coached like some of this is just on him as a as a personality like that's just kind of maybe who he is yeah he's got to figure this stuff out and the thing is all the blame tonight doesn't fall on Yusuf Nurkic he's definitely a, a prime candidate but it falls on the top three guys Dame CJ and Nurk all all were awful tonight um Dame tried to do Dame things Brandon he tried um he did not 10 of 27 3 of 12 from 3 26 8 and 3 looks looks good the box score as far as the counting stats but the efficiency was a disaster yeah. i thought the shot choice was awful and it might have been his worst defensive game of the season it was um it was a terrible last shot to try to tie the game that wasn't even a play that was a give dame the ball and move yeah and he uh, fell down before he got it off I know, and and as, as soon as you saw, was it Mobley or Jared Allen on him? It was Jared I mean, Allen. You were like, Jared Allen. as soon as you saw it, you're like, he's he's not getting a clean look. Like if this goes in, it's going to be kind of luck. But I mean, he also had a drive. You know, he he did a couple good things there at the end, and you thought, okay, he got that and one to cut it to three. But he also had that drive where, I you know, this is where the injury stuff I think comes into play. Is he drove and it was just an awful decision. He got pinned. And I, these are moments and things we're seeing from him this year that we're not familiar seeing from Damian Lillard. So whether this is an injury and it's going to come out or this is just what it's going to be for the next six, seven games, I don't know. Uh, but he had a lot of bad moments tonight. He had some good ones, but he had a lot of bad moments tonight. Yeah. So Dame's effectiveness this entire season has come off of basically one type of set, and that's the double screens. And it allows him to catch a big kind of flat-footed at the free-throw line. Because even when Dame is turning the corner, he's not getting that blow-by. He's getting that right. quick up where he's beating somebody to the glass by just taking it a step earlier. And I wonder if the scouting report's going to change on that at all. Because tonight, I thought he caught Jarrett like, waiting for it. And he just went earlier, as opposed to turning the corner and getting by him. Almost all of his points came off the same sets tonight. Drag screen, drag screen, drag screen, drag screen. But you have to worry about him at the three-point line so much that he gets that in-between, and if you lean forward or if you lean back, he can still get by you enough. But I still – tonight he was wincing. But tonight I also think he rolled an ankle. So, you know, which one is it? But he got knocked to the ground a couple of times tonight, and uh, he was definitely kind of – but overall, man um, – we can talk about all the things we want. We can talk about Nurk being awful. We can talk about CJ just putting on the blinders and shot hunting and freezing everybody else out. None of that crap matters if, if this guy can't at least be some well, of Dame. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't disagree with that, but the only pushback I'll have on it is I did, I, you, you are your big three that you're selling us is Dame, Nurk, and CJ. Um, if you look around the landscape of the league, uh, good teams, mediocre teams, mm. when they have two or three guys that they consider the, they're kind of leaders. Core guys. Core guys. There is a, there's almost an obligation or responsibility on certain nights for those second and third guys to step it up if the star doesn't have it, right? Yeah. Like KD is an amazing score. Some nights he's going to be a little off. James Harden's got to carry like the bulk of that workload or if Kyrie is playing, like that is what AD, LeBron, you have this, and so, like, while I'll acknowledge not having Dame play well is is just killing him, there's moments like tonight where I'm like, these are games where CJ should be stepping up and showing, hey, I'm a legitimate number two. 
versus like, hey, I'm questionably a number two, probably more a number three. And they're not getting that from him. Yeah. So again, Dame is going to get some of the bulk of there's, or he's going to get the bulk of the uh, of the blame. But nobody know, else point, followed up in that starting lineup except for Norman Powell. Except Norman Powell. So like, at what point do we start to kind of like, hey, the big guy, hey, the other guard, are you gonna are you gonna step up in these moments where Dame is going on a a little bit of a struggle bus? Yeah, it was uh, it was rough. It was rough, 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 rough across the board tonight. Um, some of the starting lineup cleaned up their plus-minus, uh, closing the game. Um, so single game plus-minus. I told you that Cody Zeller was minus 17 and then Yusuf Nurkic was plus 10. Would you believe that? No, I, I, I would say that's that's an absolute horrific stat to pull from tonight's game. Yeah. Um, being on the floor when the Cavs decided to kind of crap the bed is uh, unfortunate for for uh, Cody Zeller because I, I thought he was, he was out there working. I thought Nance was out there trying – uh, I didn't think you got the necessary effort from the top three guys tonight, and that's a bummer because Norman Powell was on one. He was playing aggressive. He's getting yeah. downhill, 23 points, 9 of 16, 3 of 6 from 3. He had that uh, dog in him tonight. I, li- I like seeing that aggression. I like seeing the confidence he shot. He had the four-point play. I, I do want to go back to the Nurk thing real quick. Yeah. I, I know we're going to kind of weave no, we'll, 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 of this, this is going to be a lot of this right now. Um, you know, you said something interesting. I remember with, with when Myers was here, mm-hmm. and it was like year six, and he'd have like a decent game. And I would see listeners text in and be like, guys, I think Myers has finally got it. I think he's figured it out. And my opinion has always been, if if you are this in your six, you don't have a lot of evidence in this league where guys at your six are suddenly some different, drastically yeah. better player. You are what you are. And that's kind of how I feel about this Nurkic stuff. Like you, you said it earlier, you know, he's got to figure that out. I don't know if he he will. Like, at what point do we just say this is Yusuf Nurkic? He's yeah. up, he's down, and when he's down, it's it's really bad. There's volatility I, in what he does. Yeah, I just I don't know if he's gonna make. There is no adjustment to me for him. Like his touch around the rim, we always talk about that. At some point, we gotta say that's just kind of who Yusuf Nurkic is. I, I same with his attitude and the way he approaches some of this stuff. I don't know if he can truly change that. When he's high, he's very high. Like his he's top level play puts him in a particular like high level in the NBA that's like yeah there's not a lot of guys that can do that like when he's really feeling it i mean you you get the sacramento game where you get the 25.5 by 5 you you get him really diamond dudes up you get the energy you get him talking just cash shit to everybody and being that energy guy and he hasn't been that guy once this year so far through 8 games have you seen nurk be the the cowbell guy no and this is why I just keep I keep thinking that all of the the mounting pressure and promises and contract stuff, I think on top of the roster isn't the issue, on top of the new coach, on top of personal stuff of, of just being around the same core for five, six years, it's just run its course. I mean that's how it, that's how it's largely looked during their season, right? They caught Phoenix, mm-hmm. they caught Memphis. Uh, they caught the Clippers, you know, and, and and say what you want, but they they got them. But largely this season has, to me, looked like that, a group where it's like, yeah, it's, it's the same old thing. Nurkic, to me, is a 19 handicap in golf. He'll have a round where he shoots 90, and he'll walk off that course. He'd be in the best mood. He largely, though, is going to be right at 97 to 103, and when he shoots 103, it's because he goes into the crapper because he had back-to-back double bogeys. Like. <laughs> 
that's Yusuf Nurkic to me. I, I recognize it because I used to be that on the golf course, and now I'm in a Zen state. But I, I know what that look is, and that's basically what he does in basketball. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Um, well, our, uh, our love it, like it, leave it tonight was, uh, everything was leave it. I mean, there, there, was there anything, I mean, I guess our love it was ant and he, when he got his minutes and chance that lived up to our love it. So, uh, my love it, like it, leave it tonight. I just changed the, the bottom headline to love's a myth at this point. <laughs> it's, it's a great, that's, that's a good change right there. I just, listen, man, ant got absolutely crushed crushed without a call tonight and i think it honestly rattled his brain for a little while yeah what's with this do you think it's just like a matter of time for that whistle does come his way because well they're not the calling fouls game. in general on, on the interior right now in the end but the late game call was that's one where the NBA oh yeah the one oh yeah they're gonna they missed that one horribly and for everybody out there who's sitting there blaming the refs don't play like crap for no, no, 47 no, no, no. minutes before that i, I yeah. it was an it was an egregiously bad call there's right. no doubt about that but the Blazers put themselves in a position where had they just not played awful for, for the majority of the game, you don't have to worry about that. Um, it was egregiously bad. And again, Ant twice tonight got absolutely clocked with no right. call. But outside of that, what's kind of funny is we've kind of seen a couple different versions of Anthony Simons so far. Um, he started off two for seven, Brandon. And it looked like it was like, uh, it's going to be a bit of a rough night. He got crushed. He sat out a little bit longer than he normally does, and he came back in, and he just started cooking. Mm-hmm. Bailed Portland out when they needed it again. Yep, cut the deficit to three or five, yep. and they took a timeout, and you went, 
by God, like we were texting and sometimes we text, we give some hot takes. I thought they were going to come back and win. I was like, yeah, no, you, you, you even hit me with a told you, <laughs> you hit me with the Stephen Colbert gif. Huh? huh? Told, you yeah. so. told you so. But I, I did. I thought, you know, he was going to do it. And then Dame or CJ or somebody was going to step up when they needed it at the very end and carry him over yeah. that top. And, you know, you largely just didn't get it. I, the one, you know, if I was on these zooms with, in the post game, like some of the reporters, and I kind of choose not to because I'm always curious. We could crash it right now. I can use my log. No, I, I mean I know we could, <laughs> but I'm not interested in it. Like Anthony Simons playing 24 minutes, and you taking why did you take him out? That that's he that realistically should have played 30 tonight. He should have. I just I I'd love to hear the explanation, and maybe he's already been asked the question. There was when he went on that run in the second half, he pulled him for CJ, and I just thought, what what are you doing? Are you not seeing that this is the only beacon of hope that you've had in this game right now is what he is doing cleveland didn't have an answer for that no we talked about it coming into the game tonight they they had they had nobody to cover ant in that second unit they were they were going to be screwed and there was nothing they could do uh to really slow him down other than i guess knock the ever-living hell out of him um I thought Ant was fine defensively too, so he continues to be at least passable on that end. Which they a good place tonight on defense. When you're playing that way offensively, if you just if you're at least even on the defensive end, if you're just even, your your value skyrockets. That's that's the thing. And again, I, I liked really what a lot of what I saw from Anthony Simons tonight in the headline here is please send help. Mm-hmm. How much he- help does Anthony Simons need, Brandon? <laughs> Please trade me to another team is what I would be putting uh, if I was Anthony Simons. Or, you know, get, find a way to give me some more minutes so I can get paid. But but th- this is the thing, man. And, and you know, right or wrong, I, I do think it plays a factor. Tonight, to me, the way that the rotation was figured out, it, it, I mean, it basically broke down to what the contract situation was. How much were. do you like, make? Yeah, I know he went in there at the end, but taking him out was such a bad decision. Play him for that, four more minutes. Yes, Playing for four more minutes, and if he keeps giving to you, go even longer. But taking him out, I mean, that just killed it. I know we got back in there at the end, but you killed the rhythm. You killed kind of the momentum that they had gotten to get back into that game. And I know they came back again, but he he was what got you into it. And I I was kind of I was really frustrated when I saw him get subbed out because he he was as you mentioned he was on one. I thought he was doing a decent job on defense and. This is now going to become the thing. I, I promise you, this is the thing now with Blazer fans. I don't this is know the narrative. What the, the percentage will yeah. be, but Danny, it's it's now reached a point, whether it's eight or ten games, like I think people are seeing what we're seeing. And hey, you gotta general, find a way to get Anthony Simons on the floor. General manager, this team maybe could be better. And uh you're stuck with a, a four guard situation that probably shouldn't exist. Yeah, I I don't really know what what's what's that situation is going to go for. There was a comment in here, uh, Jay Betty. I'm almost impressed how bad the team has played so far. I get why Dame grabbed the mic and said, "We suck, but please keep watching." You remember how the season started? Remember he had yes. to address the crowd. Please be patient with us. Like he knew the vibes. Look. He knew the vibes weren't right. <laughs> he knew he wasn't right. He's like, "It's like go be what you think, what you used to." It's like uh, bear with us here. That's what I'm like. That's what makes me believe that that this is there is there is something like wrong wrong at the core of this team right now, and not like it. The Celtics are doing it very publicly. Oh my God, the Celtics feel like they're a fire sale. Like I, I feel like Jalen Brown could be had. Like that's how desperate. Well, Marcus they- Smart can be had. I can tell you that. 
that Marcus Smart could be had, but the Blazers don't need it. I had three people text me tonight. What about Marcus Smart? And I'm like, who are you moving? They can't get another bleeping guard. Make him our Davion Mitchell. We just say we know we're short, but he's a dog on defense. It's it's a lot, man. Um, I I don't I don't know. I will. We've gone this far, and we we've talked about like the general like box score stuff, and and but like schematically, we went into this game talking about how dribble drive pressure, drive and kick has been something the Blazers are not just forcing opponents to do, but opponents are willingly doing because they are getting wide open butt naked threes. Oh, hold on. I got I got a excited puppy. Hold on. Dude, I was I was literally saying like it sounded like you got punched in the stomach. Did it not? It sounded like Danny got punched in the stomach. He's like, oh! I thought you got I, I thought you got punched in the stomach mid sentence because the sound was like this. It sounded like this. And I was like, where did that, is that my kids? Like, what is that sound? <laughs> uh, no, uh, my wife was was still out, so I had the puppy next to me. Gotcha. She's much calmer next to me than if I put her outside the room. If I put her outside the room and nobody else was home, she's going to let me know. Or you could just be honest and say you need a support <laughs> animal right now. I wouldn't blame you for listen, that. Listen, man. I, I, I my dog. Uh, listen, oh, oh, I'm sorry, man. That, that, now it got really sad. Eight weeks ago today. Oof. I'm sorry, brother. That's Anyways, nice. let's talk about the Blazers. Yeah, Laura. let's talk about something more depressing. <laughs> um, but schematically, this this team, Brandon, is giving up so many bleepity bleeping corner threes. I mean, good God. 15 to 30 night. The Cavs. I heard Lamar and Kevin. Oh, you know, the Cavs were struggling coming in, but the, the, they're just on a heater tonight. And I'm like, why is it every opponent? I know. And, and, and look, kudos to Justin. Justin said this in the pregame. They they were doing the right things offensively. They mm-hmm. just weren't hitting their shots. And I believe he cited the three points specifically. So they're yeah, getting Garland and Sexton haven't been hitting threes. They just weren't hitting. Like they were bound to get hot if mm-hmm. you looked into what they had done all season. And that's why you know I text you. I don't know what the final number was. It, it felt like more than half those threes were open. Well, oh, I'll watch this one back. I I would I would yeah. I would bet it's probably eight or nine. I mean, it just felt like way too many. And How many, like, like go, go through the, the, the game back in your head. How many threes did they hit where you're like, ah, oh, it was a good contest? Like two? Yeah, three? not a lot, man. Maybe three, maybe four at most. The one that Mobley hit late game, uh, Nance had fallen down. That was naked. Garland hit the one that was contested at the end of the quarter. That was just yeah. a moon ball. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think. Windler, I feel like almost all of his were wide open. Windlers were open when he got it and shot it, mm-hmm. but you did. I late think a contest. couple, yeah, late contest. But it's like, well, he's too, he's too good a shooter. He's gonna make that. Uh, funny story. By the way, underrated Dude. player. I, I really liked him. He was uh, one pick away from being a Portland Trailblazer. I know he came into Portland for the pre-draft process. I remember seeing his interviews. He hasn't been able to stay healthy, but man, yeah. when he's healthy, he's nice. Oh, I mean, he's a forty percent three-point shooter type. Um, the Blazers were going to take him, but Nasir Little was on the board. Jason Capono, let's go. The more you know. That's the flash little symbol <laughs> over the top. Um, I saw a question here. Why was Snell put in there in the third before Nas? I'm just going to hit you with the shrug emoji. Give the veteran a little bit of run. Maybe Chauncey didn't like that Nas wasn't maybe quite on script yet. Was maybe a little too overzealous. I, I think Chauncey, part of the figuring it out process that he has talked about, I think part of that for Chauncey is, and there's some good and bad with this, he still isn't committed to a consistent rotation throughout the game. I think he is a, well, maybe if I put Tony in now instead of Nas again, 
it's gonna it's gonna be different. I think he's I think he's still figuring that out. Yeah. Do you go with and again? I think this is kind of a call back to Terry a little bit. Do you go with a younger guy or do you go with the veteran? It's kind of like eh, which which do you end up choosing? Wait, I, did you feel like Nas played himself out of the rotation tonight? Because no, I, but I don't think I Snell. I thought Snell the other night he hit a couple threes, but I also got roasted defensively. So. Um, Snell's longer, um, mm -hmm. perhaps just a little bit. Cause he's, I think he's like a legit six, seven ish, almost six, eight. Um, uh, but Nas is significantly more explosive, longer, stronger, or yeah. I shouldn't say longer. Um, stronger though. Yeah. Significantly yeah. stronger, much more of a fluid athlete. Right. Um, it's, <laughs> it's something that where you just look at it and you go, man, I, I, I don't know. What's funny is, is we talked about, of all things like previewing tonight's game, the Blazers have been god-awful in transition. And tonight, they were good in transition. If it wasn't for those transition buckets, they would have been in real trouble because their half-court offense was a dumpster fire. Yeah, it was. There's a lot of selfish basketball. Yeah, I mean, you, you look at we, – we haven't even talked about CJ tonight. CJ was 7-19. Ended up with six assists, but I don't know how. Uh, I mean, you know what I mean? It, it, it did not feel like I know what you mean. And my setting up the offense just there's probably some you know, just guys hit shots. Norm hit shots and went on a little, you know, whatever that was. But it didn't feel like a six assist night. <sighs> yeah, it's just I, I don't know what you do with that. Do you think I feel like I've just asked you this, but I I just watched another game and I can't help but want to ask you, do you think it's it's in consideration? What? The obvious move. The Would, one that's going to land you assets and elevate Ant's minutes. Oh, moving CJ? Yes. Do you think he's legitimately sitting right now in his Lake Oswego mansion drinking and thinking about that? Well, it's it's going to... Neil's hand is going to be forced. It's going to be forced, but I want to know... Dude, I don't think it'll happen until the deadline. Right now. I don't think it'll happen until the deadline. <laughs> So, if you want to look at Neil O'Shea's history, I don't care if you love him, you you hate him, you're ambivalent towards him, Neil O'Shea has never, ever, ever, ever made a move unless he had to. I know. Not It is always waiting till the last possible minute. That's what he does. Until you, you, you literally force his hand. Mason Plumlee for Yusuf Nurkic, they went hunting for a pick. And they're like, oh, uh, we'll, we'll take back Nurkic. Screw it. But they weren't going to pay Plumlee, so they had to find something. The um, All of his deals. All of his deals. You look at it. Damon CJ are the only guys that he has kept. And every other one of the guys that he has drafted, Gary Trent Jr. trades at the trade deadline. Like, you just go down. Guys that he hasn't kept, he just waits till the last minute. Boop. He just doesn't, he doesn't move guys preemptively. Mm -hmm. And it's just not something they do. So maybe uh, he's not panicking at all. Maybe tonight was for him. It's just oh, it's a, you know they're figuring it out. Yeah. No. I, I again. I I I have a lot of criticisms of Neil O'Shea. I definitely do not believe that he, they they wait to figure it out. Cooper Ching actually brings up a good one: uh, trading Bays Baysmore for Ariza. That's probably the one time that. But that was because things were so toxic. It was so awful. Yeah, and they had to do something. But again, you could say that the hand was forced there because it was it was unplayable. Yeah. So and they had so many injuries, they had to get bigger. Oh <sighs> well. I just, I just think I think it's almost fair to say, and it, this is 
defending Chauncey essentially. I you know I thought he struggled a little tonight, but overall Chauncey's been fine. But it had def- yeah. That's the point is that it's never been about that. It's been about I, the, I know. the players. It's the it's 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 the roster, bro. Like to defend Chauncey, some of this is out of his control. Like he's not walking up to CJ McCollum and saying, "Hey CJ, you've been here for nine years. Stop doing what you've been doing." Well, here's the one thing though. Chauncey did chew CJ's ass out tonight. Did you see that? I saw it. I saw it on the sidelines. That was a bad shot. It was a bad shot, but I think it's more like, come on, man, you're better than that. But it's true because Chauncey's probably not doing. old school in the sense of his coach and Larry Brown, who probably would have run him over with a truck. You'd have made him do suicide. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is Chauncey out on the floor running right now? Larry Brown is following him and chasing him with a taser. <laughs> you know, it's oh, dude. I love Larry, man. He was he was a fantastic coach, and all the stories I've ever heard about him, he puts him in like the goat category. Um, but I think it was I saw some people like, yeah, I wouldn't see Terry do that. And I'm like, cool. What did it get you? Is it going to be something that's going to be meaningful going forward? Mm-hmm. I just you know some of these guys. I don't I don't know if chewing them out or the the accountability thing. I, we talked about this preseason. Is that really going to change tendencies and the way that people play? I, I'm not necessarily the biggest believer in that, but I'm more than willing to be wrong on it. I think the evidence is mounting by the game that that's not changing certain players um, way of approaching things from night to night. Yeah. It's, I wish they had a, a, um, a schedule coming up that where they could kind of figure things out. Um, I think his next two games kind of good for them because they aren't going to get matched up against LeBron James. And well, the Lakers are bonus and the Rockets just gave the Lakers the bit. Like if you bring the energy at home against the Lakers, which you know, there's going to be extra juice in that building. Cause uh, yes, everybody the trailblazers them. known for bringing energy this season. Hey, 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 let me get this opinion out. Don't shh. <laughs> this isn't a duck hunt. I'm not coming out here with opinions. Quack, 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 quack. But uh, the Lakers bring more juice to the building. You know, there's going to be sure. a decent contingent. So there's the effort could be a little better there. And it's LeBron. So if you told me they beat the Lakers, I'm not going to sit in the post game like, I can't believe it. I- we saw Nick Stauskas beat the Lakers. So that's not yes. exactly hard to believe. But... <laughs> But, and here's the kicker, uh, they get that Pacers and Lakers, by the way, on a back-to-back. I think they play the Lakers every time this year on a back-to-back, unfortunately. It's Friday, Saturday. Yeah. yeah. So, and then they go out on a uh, four-game trip, which they've done really well on the well, really well on the road so far, Brandon. They've won exactly zero games uh, right. against the Clippers, Suns, Rockets, and Nuggets. Those are winnable games. They're right there for the ser- for the taking, you know what I mean? Those aren't, those aren't hard opponents. <laughs> Hey, I asked you this. Um, <laughs> I asked you this a couple pods ago. I went through the nine games, and it included these three. I had them in oh, five and four, or four. You had them in five and four. Well, I'm just, I'm oh. just curious. Like, it's not about being right or wrong. I had them four and five. Like, where would you say they finished this nine games, starting now zero and three? Three and six. Yeah, three and That's six. Fair. Yeah. Because remember when I said five and four, I said there's coin toss games everywhere here. Yeah, and I still think there's a couple in there that we're going to dismiss. That Pacers is a coin toss game. Yeah. I think Clippers is a coin toss game. Rockets should be an absolute must 
must bleeping win. Um, but unfortunately, I believe uh, they have a day off. That's a oh god. Who did you say? Who did you say? Rockets. It's a four. That that, that road trip I think is a four and five nights. The Rockets are also a shitty team that tries hard. True. That's that's always problematic, right? Like, oh, they they want to they want to do things. It's like, oh man, what well, could you not? You're, you, don't you know you're supposed to roll over and get ping pong balls? Um, but yeah, that is. God dang it, that's four games in five nights. That road trip. You know, back to back games now where they've played, um, they've played team one team, an up and coming team, the other team, an established team in the East, dealing with a, a superstar who doesn't want to play for them. Back to back games now, though, Danny, that they've played teams that are missing significant pieces, and they're out, they're being outplayed. Like that, that in itself is is problematic to a certain extent, is it not? Yeah, it is. And when you look at that, is that a veteran team saying we can just turn it on? It doesn't matter, and they don't have the juice, or is it more indicative of a larger issue? And I think that's the that's the question: is do you really? How much are you buying into it, right? Like, because we've seen this team when they were playing good, in, not this year, but this general team overlooked teams before. And if coaching is going to take hold, you would think that they wouldn't overlook the Hornets. They wouldn't overlook the shorthanded 76ers. They wouldn't overlook the Cleveland Cavaliers. But it Do you feels think they like, overlook the Hornets? I, did, I don't. I just think the Hornets are a better team right now. Which is kind of terrifying because they were all also you know, shorthanded. <sighs> yeah. It's well, Lamelo's of... better than Steph now, according to Lavar. Which I mean, Lamelo or Lonzo was was Magic Johnson. So, <laughs> it, I mean, it is what it is. So, um, so the, we've kind of gotten the matchups right as far as like going into the, this road trip. Like the big wings were going to be a problem in Charlotte. They were a problem in Charlotte. Philadelphia was. We're like, oh, Joel Embiid. Like you can go head to head, and like you can. I have a true big body. It ended up being Andre Drummond filling in as you know B level Joel Embiid. Yeah, and mm, it's not good when Yusuf Nurkic gets outplayed by Joel Embiid. It's horrifying when he gets outplayed by Andre Drummond. But, Ooh, I'd say he's expected to be outplayed by Joel Embiid. It is awful to be outplayed by Andre Drummond. Well, no, I'm, I'm just saying it in the sense of like, oh, it, it would be nice to see Nurk kind of hang, right? But then to yeah. like get absolutely violated by the way he did by Andre Drummond. Sure, sure. That's a tough. That's a tough swallow. Um, then tonight, like we 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 talked about, long, lanky, athletic dudes. And here's the crazy thing. Uh, for all of the well, the Cavs just hit shots. Evan Mobley played like dog water. Uh, Justin and I were going back and forth all game. He's like, "You cursed, you cursed my son," and I'm like, "What do you mean? He's my son? Like, it's, he did play awful, <laughs> he but played, like, he still made an impact. Still made a massive impact. That's what's yeah. terrifying about the kid, um, yeah. Rubio, who you texted me about 27 times about how bad he looked. Um, but the flip side of that all is, is Darius Garland uh, was six of nine from the field, five of six from three, had 19 and 10. Uh, Sexton was eight of thirteen. Mobley ended up going five of eleven. He just had yeah. he was sloppy play with the ball, four turnovers. Yep. Didn't really get the playmaking aspect defensively. He just seemed to bother everything. Uh, but you have Windler and Osmond go eight for twelve off the bench, seven for ten from three. Woof. Well, when you leave guys wide open, that's what's going to happen. So, <sighs> all right, you well, kind of have only yourself to blame. Well, let's take a look here. We we have the Indiana Pacers coming up on Friday. Yeah. 
Uh, I need to check the injury report for the Pacers real quick. Yeah, update that. I, I I've seen a couple games from the Pacers. I admittedly like with the World Series because I'm a I'm a bandwagon Braves fan. I I had a you. night like last night. I didn't watch any NBA basketball. I had to lock into that game. So TJ Warren um, was still out. I had heard the other day that they were looking at him being ready to go. Um, I thought he was supposed to make his debut the other night, but apparently Say, when not. When is this dude gonna play? I feel like he's been. Sick yeah, forever. I think it was a foot injury, so uh, you know those can go. Jeremy Lamb did roll his ankle. He was out um, tonight um, against the Knicks, uh, but it looks like Turner is a go. Sabonis is a go. Lavert is a go. Lavert just came back, obviously from that unbelievable health scare where uh, a trade quite literally saved his life. So um, good times, good times. How do you how are you feeling about that matchup right now? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't peg this team. Like, like the things that weren't supposed to bother them are bothering them. The things that are bothering them or they're supposed to bother them are bothering them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the good news is uh, we have one of the best, if not the absolute best, playbook understanding, coach speak, whisperers, uh, just basketball savants. She grew up in a basketball household. The daughter of a coach, Caitlin Cooper, uh, writer at Indy Cornrows uh, at SB Nation. I think she's also done some stuff for 538. She will be on the pregame show. Uh, awesome. If you guys are not following her, follow her. Yeah, she you knows, swear by her. You said she's going to be a star. She knows more about basketball than all of us combined. She is very, very I love it. She is very good. Uh, Teach so, me the game. That's what I want. She will. That's exactly what she does. She takes very advanced concepts and she just boils it down to nuts and bolts and makes it very, very so easy that even I can understand it. Nibbles asking, what is her name again? Caitlin Cooper. You can find her on Twitter at C2 Cooper. Um, she is the goat, goat, goat writer out there right now. Anytime. Her and Mirren Fader. Mirren for narratives, uh, Caitlin for for basketball knowledge. If I see either of those two publish something, it is an, it is an immediate retweet and an immediate read. I bought the Giannis book because largely I, I loved Giannis mm-hmm. and I knew Mirren was a good writer. It rang up and it was $30 and I'm, I almost choked on my gum. I'm like, 30 bucks? I haven't paid 30 bucks for a book in ever. But I paid it and I'll tell you right now, I would have paid 45 for that book. That, Fantastic. That, you got the one with the addendum, right? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. additional stuff that they got after oh, the championship. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's awesome. Um, all right. Well, so we'll have her on. We will go back to our normal time because the Blazers will be back home. So we'll launch probably at five, maybe five 30 since it's a Friday game. Give folks some chance to kind of get in uh, nibble. If you guys are wondering, has posted her uh, Twitter handle in the, uh, in the chat here for anybody who wants. Uh, thank you all so, 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 so very much. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the show. Brandon, what you got? I was just gonna say let's let's try to lean for five thirty. I think I think five thirty gives more people time to get home from work, get a little food in them, pour a, a uh, pour, yeah. pour a pregame beverage. Cheers. We might need it Friday. <laughs> God, if they lose Friday, could you imagine they fall a three and six going against the Lakers the next night? If they if they go on a skid skid, yeah. Like, what it, if they it, lose three more in a row? It, let, let's let's say they end up three and ten. Yeah. Seriously, what do you think? What's happening there? Then you might see a panic move. Panic move. What does that entail? Trading Robert Covington for another wing? I don't think they're that leave. quite that far. Nance into the starting lineup. Oh, it's something like that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a starting lineup change. That, that's the first thing you have to. You, there's, you know, you have to go through certain things. If you just agree with that, unless unless something is crazy in the locker room where you just uh, somebody's got to go. 
you got to go through the steps first. Otherwise, you got people asking questions in a season where you can't have guys asking questions. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, yeah. I know what you mean. So, um, sorry, it was kind of a, not, not not a fun fun night, guys. I know a lot of people are chanting, "Blow it up!" Um, welcome to the club. I've wanted this team to tank since 2015. Um, it hasn't happened, but here we are. Uh, we, we, we will, we will, uh, push on, uh, we will push on to Friday's pre and post game show. Like I said, I'll have Caitlin Cooper on the pregame show. She is fantastic. We will go at five 30, uh, make sure that you were here for that. She will drop knowledge a hundred percent. Um, if you haven't already, please like rate review, subscribe to the podcast. Jack Ramsey's available wherever you get podcasts. Uh, if you are sitting here watching on YouTube live or on the replay, go ahead and click the subscribe button. We really appreciate it. We are trying to grow to 2000 by Thanksgiving. And right now, Brandon, we are on track, which means I will do a show from the Peloton. I, again, I, I don't think that's a reward for people subscribing. It's a to reward the for me. It's very hard for me to get my workouts in and also do the show. Okay. Okay. All right. Gee, you're getting real. You're getting real attack. Like it's almost <laughs> like you're on the team and you just dropped the three and five right now. Yikes! Oh God. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, you can follow Brandon Sprague. Uh, at Brandon Sprague on social media. You can follow me at Danny Morang, except for on Instagram, at D Morang. Still not out there uh, because they are squatting on my handle. Um, listen, I got nothing for you guys. Go enjoy the rest of your nights. We'll catch you Friday afternoon with Caitlin Cooper against the Indiana Pacers and then following that postgame show and then into the Lakers show. As always, you can send questions, jackedramseys at gmail.com or you can send them to me at Danny Morang or jackedramseys on Twitter as well and we will get them into the mailbag. Regardless, one way or the other, we will record uh, this weekend for the mailbag pod as well and I've got a couple other breakdown videos looking at Anthony Simons and Nasir Little uh, through their first two weeks basically this season. What's good, what's bad, what's in between, what to look forward to. So um, I had to sit on a, a little bit of a little bit of time and get some film going and then uh, it'll be fun so <sighs> you ready Sprague? I'm ready all right go to bed good night everyone is talking about magnesium it's all you hear about but why what do we know about magnesium well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.